Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. We have some great matchups today in Major League Baseball. Uh, Let's start with the Mets and the Marlins, who are not a bird, as Jenks just pointed out. We have the Mets minus 120 on the money line, total of seven and a half runs. David Peterson taking the bump for New York. And for Miami, it's Jesus Lazardo. Um, starting for the fish. Jinx, what's the angle? Who do you like? I think the Mets on the money line are the way to go here. Cheap price here. And I think that this is more, this is less about the Mets for me than it is about fading the Marlins who are still having all sorts of problems hitting the ball. But Luzardo himself last year against the Mets was 0-2 with an ERA of almost seven. So you're getting a pretty cheap price on a New York team that has dominated Lazardo. At least they did last year. So I am on the Metropolitans. I'm interested to see what we see from Lazardo this year, because this is a guy that was once a super prospect and he was part of a trade to Miami, uh, I believe from the A's in some regard. So he has some high-end stuff, and we've seen it. He's had some flashes of greatness where he strikes out a ton of guys, but then he'll have games where he kind of falls back to earth and gives up a bunch of runs. Matt just put it in the chat, Lazardo's strikeout prop is five and a half. I like the over there, but I'm a little nervous just because the Mets are not a super strikeout-prone uh, team, so maybe I'd stay away for that reason. But I do like the Mets. I think they're the better team here. Um what do you think about this total of seven and a half? Do you have a play here? I think a lot of this depends on what we get from both of these pitchers, which both mm. of them can be all right, but both of them can also give up a lot of runs. So I feel like maybe there's too much volatility there. Yeah, I think so too. I don't, it's juice to the over minus 120, but I don't know. Here's the thing is that I, I like, I'll, we always talk about game script, and I sort of think, I think the Mets are going to win this game. And I also wonder that. The Mets could win this game, you know, 4-2 because they because the Marlins just can't hit. So I, I, I'm going to stay away from the total here. The total makes me a little bit nervous. I, I think the under will be the player for me, but I'm just going to stay away from New York. Yeah, too many question marks for me. So let's go on to the White Sox and the Astros. We have Houston minus 155 on the money line, total of eight runs. Lance Lynn going for Chicago, and it's Christian Javier going for the Astros. 
Jenks, I was talking about watching this game on ESPN last night. It very much had almost a playoff feel to it because of, you know, opening day is such a big deal. I'm wondering if we get that same presence here because it's not opening day. You know, it's the second game. Mm -hmm. I would imagine Astros fans will probably be there, you know, because it's also a Friday night game. Uh, But what's your take here? I think for me, it's looking at Lance Lynn and probably fading him. What do you think? I honestly, I like the under here is what I'm going to do. And so, you know, I I was on the under yesterday and that came home in this game. And I, I think the problem is it's hard to convince yourself that an under is the play when you're betting on the Astros and the White Sox can hit too. We know that, but particularly with the Astros because they can go off at any time, but the early money is hitting the under in this one. And when pitching at home last season, Javier held opponents to a batting average of 154, which is crazy. On the flip side, Lance Lynn, not as good, but still a very good pitcher. And he was better on the road than he was at home last season. Had a road ERA of 2.95. So again, the under hit yesterday. I think we see more of the same in this one. I'm going to go under eight. Here's the sabotage factor. Lance Lynn has had some really disastrous starts against the Astros. And no, it's not been in like the past year or so. But if you look at his last three starts against the Astros, he's given up six runs, nine runs, and six runs in only four innings of work in his last time around. But that was back in 2021. Do you believe in pitchers kind of seeing ghosts when they face these lineups that have hit them pretty badly before? Yeah, I think so. When you can... I think that some... You know, it goes both ways, right? You can get in the head of someone that you're facing or someone that you're pitching against. So when you've had issues in the past, like it could be a combination of, let's say you're a pitcher and someone just knows your stuff. They hit your stuff really well. And then a lot of times, maybe instead of sticking with what has made you successful because of that success success that you haven't had, maybe you try to switch things up and maybe you get in your head a little bit and that makes things worse. So yeah, I think that's a real thing. Yeah, so I think I'm willing to fade Lance Lynn here. I would take the Astros on the run line. I think they can uh, scratch across some runs. So do you think the play is the Astros minus a half in the first five? Or do you think it's smarter to get a little bit more wiggle room and play them on the run line in the the full game? I don't mind Astros money line. Here's the thing is that it's 155, so it's sort of right there. And you can draw your own threshold as to what you think is too much to lay on the money line. Mine is around minus 150, but every now and then, baseball is like hockey in many ways on the money line, right? Because the margins are so thin. But sometimes, even at minus 155, you're getting value. And so I think with a pitcher who is so dominant, particularly at home in Christian Javier, and you're talking about a lineup as good as anyone else's, I think minus 155 on the money line is a reasonable price. Now, if you don't want to lay that, I get that. But they're like a hockey game today I like is the Rangers and Sabres, and the Rangers are minus 150. I'm trying to decide if I want to play it or not. But I like the value at that price, so I would just lay the buck 55. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yeah, I like that as well. I think that's probably the safer play, especially after what we saw last night, a very back-and-forth game, or a game that was really close between the Astros and and the White Sox. So I'm with you there. Maybe that's the safe play. I do think Christian Javier can probably miss some bats here. I need to see what his strikeout prop is. But you talked about how good he's been at home pitching. And also, he is a strikeout pitcher. Uh, we've seen mm-hmm. it in spring against the Marlins. He had five strikeouts in just four innings of work. Uh, so maybe that's one worth circling uh, as well. But I'll be on the Astros is my favorite play in that game. Let's go out west. Padres Rockies. We have San Diego minus 175, total eight and a half. Kyle Freeland going for the Rocks and Nick Martinez towing the rubber for the Padres. Jenks, I feel like I didn't get a great read on this game because this game didn't, uh, the game before between these two didn't play until late last night. So I didn't get to watch yeah. it. Uh, but what's your read here? Have you found an angle? Oh, not really. Neither of these pitchers inspire a whole lot of confidence. I think I would lean over because of that. Nick Martinez normally does some middle relief or closes out games. This is not a regular spot for him, but in his career against the pods, he has an ERA of 5.48. And then Kyle Freeland is better on the road than he is at home. But the last time he he was in this spot, he got shelled for like six runs. So I'm going to lean over, but I don't really like this game. Yeah, and the reason I mentioned last night's game is because I do think it's important to keep tabs on teams the night before, especially if they're playing the same opponent. And we saw the Rockies beat the Padres 7-2. to Blake Snell, we know, can give it up sometimes. But also, he only lasted four and a third. So it was a little more wear and tear on the bullpen for the Padres. So especially for a team that's minus 175 on the money line behind Nick Martinez, like I'm definitely not playing the Padres there. It's too juicy and they're not super trustworthy. All right, let's go out to the Dodgers and the D-backs. We have the Dodgers minus 185 on the money line, total of eight runs. Merrill Kelly going for Arizona and Dustin May uh, going for the Dodgers. And the stat here that we have written in the rundown, Merrill Kelly 0-9 with a 5.97 ERA in his career against the Dodgers. Jenks, I feel super square. Are you playing the Dodgers on the run line? I am not, and I know Merrill Kelly has had no success. I will not bet this game, but I kind of like the D-backs as a live dog here. I'm not going to play it because of that Merrill Kelly stat, but also Dustin May doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. In his final game last year against Arizona, he got absolutely shelled, gave up five runs in four innings. So I think the strong case is for the Dodgers on the run line. It is square. I think it's the right side. But looking at how Dustin May performed last time out against the D-back gives me pause here. Yeah, I don't have any uh, desire to play this one. I think if it was a different starter for the Dodgers, like last night we saw Julio Arias uh, with a quality start for L.A., 
Dustin May is a young guy, and he certainly has high-end stuff. Maybe he strikes out a lot of batters against the D-backs. Uh, they weren't especially strikeout-prone towards the end of the year last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, if you're taking the Dodgers on the run line, you need to be really sure. And I'm not really sure, so I'm not going to play that one. All right, staying out west, we have uh, Seattle and Cleveland wearing off where we have the the Mariners' home favorites here, minus 160 on the money line, total of seven and a half runs. Hunter Gaddis going for Cleveland and Robbie Ray for Seattle. This is a late game, Jenks. Are you going to mm-hmm. stay up and have a play here? This is my favorite play of the day. I love the first five run line here with the Mariners. And it's only at minus 110 if at MGM. Hunter Gaddis made two starts last season for the Guardians. He gave up 15 runs over seven and a third innings. 15. And he didn't go beyond the fourth inning in either of those games. So clearly, you've got an advantage on the mound with Robbie Ray. Also, the Guardians are 1-6 and six in their last seven meetings in Seattle. They're 0-4 in their last overall they don't perform well in this spot and you've got a massive advantage with your starting pitchers here so mariners first five run line just a half run it's only minus 110 i love that bet i wonder why gaddis is their like number two starter that's what my question is uh, i guess because tristan mckenzie's on the il uh, but it yeah it doesn't seem like great numbers for a guy that is your number two starter in the second game of the season It's not a team that I'd want to back with that guy on the mound. I wonder what we see from Robbie Ray this year. Because as we know, this is a guy that's won the Cy Young and has excellent strikeout stuff. But last year, he kind of came back down to earth a little bit, at least when it came to his strikeouts. So I'm wondering if he dials it up here and can miss some bats. Uh, His strikeout prop only at five and a half. But like I said, I don't know if it's something different with his strategy where he's not trying to strike out as many guys. Because that was his problem early on in his career is that he was just trying to blow it past people. He had some control issues. Uh, so probably not going to play that one. But would lean towards the Mariners. At minus 160, I think I'd take them just on the money line. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.